You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's up guys grow talk monday hanging out or it could be any day of the week since this is a podcast <laughs> here at any time you want absolutely so, on your time how's it going scotty you ready to talk about grow here i am i am i just actually spent my morning i just rushed home i was over at way to grow setting up uh setting up a grow tent I think I actually, I, why, why have it be a surprise? Let the crew in on it. Uh, my new friend, NoCo Grow, is actually an amazing web guy. So I told him, sign up for the DGC. The DGC will make sure, he, of course, he loves weed. So I said, uh, make sure that the uh, DGC will make sure that you grow the dank, and uh, we're going to get a nice, nice, cool website. So that's what I've been working on. But this morning, it was, my, yeah. it was grow time. So. Yeah. Yes, behind the scenes, everything's going on. Hopefully, version, I think we're only on like our third version, maybe. Yeah. You know? that, f- but it's, come on, this is the dopest because we're actually trading fucking grow gear for our new website, man. You know, yes. I love that. <laughs> but, no, it's going to be it's gonna be good. Hey, you know, man, real quick, since it is Grow Talk, uh-huh. bought a 5 by 9 Gorilla Grow tent this morning and three 315s to line across. And uh, we sat there for a lot. Shout out to uh, Alan over at Way to Grow, uh, uh, Fort Collins Way to Grow, really badass grower and knows his shit. So I really appreciated him telling me all about. We were looking at the three fifteens and the six thirties, and to a novice, a six thirty just looks like two three fifteens next to each other, but it's not, man. It's the difference between the six thirty ceramic metal halide is two horizontal bulbs. The three fifteen ceramic metal halides are vertical bulbs, man. And that was the whole rap about three fifteens was that badass vertical bulb. So, am I ranting already, yeah, that's bro? That's gonna be perfect in a nine uh, that size tent. I love it. Yeah, three, side three by 15s. side. And then I'm sitting there, and this this old man who I promised not to. Sorry, he wasn't that old, man. Uh, who I promised not to. Uh, uh, say his name came over and was just telling me about. He heard us talking. We originally went in there with some two six hundreds in mind, and then we were like, "Man, you know what? I just think the Spectrum and I just think these three fifteens, man, are, are cool. I think you should check them out. Significantly more expensive, you know. Never used them. I'd be excited to hear some shit from Noco Grow with them for sure. Definitely, man. Definitely. And we used that. Hey, did you know that they have two different kinds of three fifteens? Originally, I thought they were really spectrum cool. wise, right? You mean two different bulbs? No. I mean, they have it with a ba- with a ballast built in. When I first saw them, they had the ballast yeah, built in. Yeah, that's the one you want. And then, the, right? well, I don't know, man. So I'm thinking 315 watts. Man, that's hardly any heat. You know, that's not that much. That's, you know, watts equal heat in my book, man. So that's hardly any heat. So now I'm thinking that uh, 
what when I go to my ballast room, that's where a lot of the heat comes from. There's a shitload. How far away can you run the remote ballast? You know. Yeah. So that, what I was gonna just real quick. So there's a Phantom, I believe, that has a remote ballast. I think the Sunlight Supply has the one with the ballast built in, and then there's a uh, was Phantom's Hydro Farm stuff. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they they have the remote ballast. So yeah, we got three of the, the ones with the remote ballast. I imagine gotta have a four foot cord on there, six foot lamp set. No. Lamp cord, wouldn't you uh, think? It used to be like a uh, fifteen feet, fifteen foot. I think was your typical. Yeah, I um, wonder if for a three fifteen they they cut it down, but who knows? Maybe it's not. It's a good point. You can get the heat out of there. I mean, my digital ballast is running on the outside of my little uh, my six hundred watt digi, and you put your hand on it, and it's definitely warm, and it's in a cool garage. So yeah, I was excited, man, because I was thinking, you know, you got dude for you've got basically a nine by three, maybe a nine by four area illuminated. You know, a little bit on the sides ain't going to get it, but you'll get a three foot, you know, 18, 24 inches above. You'll, you'll get three foot to three and a half foot of coverage for each one of those spread. Yeah, if you guys don't know, some of those typical tents out there, the four by eights, really popular, the secret gardens and shit like that, um, because that's what you could hang up to. You know, if you wanted to just bang that whole tent out, man, put up two thousands in the four by eight tent. So I like that gorilla had that five by nine size. So you got a little bit of working room in there, you know? Definitely. So. And gorilla's cool too, because you can get the addition. You can get what is it, like another foot or oh, so? Oh, yeah, for vertical. Yeah, another so you two can run. feet or something. Yep. Those guys uh, thought 18 of it. Inches. Yeah, we were talking about that, man. This shit's more expensive. Gorilla Grow 10 is more expensive, but it's also thicker. You know what I mean? I think the way Alan put it today is they're very proud over there, and that means you make a great product and you charge for that product a fair a fair price. It's a great studio. Oh yeah, All man. Right, they did hook us up, 12. man. They did hook us up. <laughs> All right. So I will shout hey, out. You can't here say that it wasn't grow talk. Question. You can't say that I babbled about shit that wasn't grow talk, man. At least uh, here. here. <laughs> Uh, one other uh, supporter shout out. Uh, Dinesh over at Optic Foliar actually wanted me to announce um, a Southern Calif- a Southern California based outside sales rep. Guys, look at that dude. Grow show bringing you the, the the jobs in the industry. So it says they're looking uh, for a Southern California based outside sales rep experience in cultivation of marijuana required. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> How smart. Hydroponic man. retail sales. An industry knowledge and asset, and then a high energy individual with a proven track record in sales. So, if that's you guys, Southern California DGC um, sales at Optic Foliar, Dinesh is looking for a sales rep, man. So, he's a cool cat. I mean, I bet you uh, might not be too shabby hanging out. Nah, and think about it, man. If you got the DGC back in you, man, that makes your job easy. <laughs> uh, hit him up, sales at Optic Foliar. All right. Let's uh, get into just a, how about Scotty? Let's go uh, to two grow one or two grow questions. Let's you do want, it. You want to do that? Yes, first? sir. Let's you, do that. you are the dude. You know, I just hang out. All right. the dude's I world. Just I'm just living some, in it. I did just light some incense before the uh, before the show, and it was getting very zen, very dude like. As you've said sometimes when I'm not, that's very undude like, man. What was he doing? There's a question. <laughs> what was Lebowski doing when he was told he was being very undude like? Because he was told that on the movie, right? They're going to kill that poor woman. Wasn't he yelling that over and over again? <laughs> you know, didn't make the switch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Dude, being very undude. Very und- <laughs> All right. Here we hey, got Godfather Kush. Hey, really Godf- quick, man. I got to yeah, yeah. shout out. Grow Guru showed up to work today with this weird little clear stuff he goes i got the distillate and i was like the distillate i've heard about that stuff that's like the clear and all that it's barely i mean it's just like this clear like um gel 
that barely looks like cannabis, doesn't smell like cannabis, and they add a little bit of terpenes back to it just so you know what the fuck you're smoking because it would just taste absolutely like nothing otherwise. And that, Super concentrated? Yeah, he was warning me. He goes, man, I shouldn't have done it right before the show. And he was just like, this got me like other level high, you know, really weird high. And I, I think he said weird high. And I was like, ooh, that's all I need, man. I'm smoking it. And so I just took one dab of it and blam oh i mean you want to talk about powerful shit man <laughs> blammo yeah I, well how did you smoke it you said dab i mean vaped it just did a dab so yeah you can vape it's it. a liquid though or it's like a, it's like a gel it's like the same thing as the wax or something like that or same yeah same thing as wax that kind of consistency but a but wax com- shadow but completely your clear. wax belly button grime whatever <laughs> <No>, that's <laughs> gross <laughs> <laughs> All right, on with the on with the. There's my disclaimer. For a moment, I want to get into Godfather Kush five oh five. What's up, DGC? I have an autoflower question. I have three strains going. One mother blue Terra with four clones, not having issues and loving life, and not an auto. Okay, not an auto. Blue Terra, I haven't heard that. No. Uh, I have one Royal Dwarf not, autoflower from Royal uh, Queen Seeds, and one quarter pounder. Auto from Canuck Seeds. So he's got one regular and two autos. He goes, first off, they're awesome plants, and I'm digging my first auto run. I don't have any plans to keep running autos, but I'm happy with my ch- my choice to try them. Hell the question yeah. is, what is the issue with my curled leaves? It seems to me to be a pH issue. Um, guys, and there's pictures that are showing, and Scott, if you click on the link at the bottom, it takes you to some. But just like whether you get your leaf tips canoeing up on the edges like right on their serrated edges yeah that's an over fertilization issue no simmer down not not to uh we gotta get into it first all right that's like you're you're jumping all right all right i just see that clear as fucking day but i'm sorry man i mean i mean to play the game bro let's play the game over fertile there's not even any burn on these plants the leaves the leaves look good guys in color and whatnot they are just folded up and click and look at some more pictures well, I am uh, uh, clicking, look at some pictures amongst yourselves right. while I'm reading. com. clicking in the show notes here. Regardless. All right, let's go on and see if we can prove Scotty wrong. Um, I might be, yeah, I'm just saying me, that's the that's the first thing I see, you know what I mean, is these leaves. It could be heat stress, too. Okay, let's go. He goes, I know autos don't like too many nutrients, so I use a light mix that includes biocozyme with weekly recharge treats, and I just, stop, and I just topped with some seabird guano. Okay. Got to know some more details. A little bit hot. My world... What's that? Seabird guano can be quite hot. Yes. Royal Dwarf is supposed to be ready around October 20th. That's shit in a couple days almost. All right. So I'm coming cool over. for me. The leaves are skinny and the buds aren't as full as the quarter pounder. That won't be ready for until no- November 20th. Interesting. So if he started these at the same time, not that they're supposed to totally correlate with each other. But he's, that's like a whole month off. He's saying one's ready in two days, supposed to be, and it doesn't even look as good as the one that's not ready for a month. So that is concerning. Um, it says the quarter pounder just started to curl up after my last feeding a recharge treat. I fed it at 5.8 pH as recommended by the feeding chart. Uh-huh. And the next day, recharged with RO water at 6.1 pH. Uh, so I don't, he doesn't think that... Uh, the one, the plant that's skinny, the royal dwarf, is skinny by nature, and it should be much fuller. Right. I don't know. I mean, it could be it, two entirely different genetics, um, auto, etc. But when you don't have any prior experience or a friend to base it on, if they've grown it, which is always a great resource, if somebody's grown it out before you, you can actually talk to. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but he goes, the bottom leaves are still healthy and full. I've not trimmed up anything due to them being autos. A few leaves turn yellow at the bottom. I top dressed some seabird. This is where we're going to so you got to listen closely. Okay. I top dressed some seabird 12, 11, 2 on the MPK. That's hot, man. Like Scotty, you were saying. Let's get a nitrogen, a 12. Hey, guys, there's um, a clue. Yes. So he goes, I need help. We're getting close to the end here from my rambling. I need to help getting my autos to bring the dank guys so any help is much appreciated i'm pest free sitting at 84 degrees humidity 46 to 55 that all sounds good it's all under 124 hour 1000 watts so so let's stop there and talk about his nutrient issues scott if you looked in those pictures um he said there were some lower leaves right that were turning yellow uh-huh. and man the ones i saw were really really lower like i mean the ones that i wouldn't I'd say the bottom 10% of the plant, when you see leaves age, um, you know, th- that's just going to happen, that's right? That's funny. I was just Not explaining that to my yours. friend today, man. You know, leaves don't get better. They get you cut off and die, but they don't magically get better. Yeah, and he has some, man, see, if you're looking through these pictures, his top canopy's pretty good. One picture shows what looks like maybe it's a little light on CalMag or nitrogen a little bit in the canopy. But then there's another picture, guys, where it's just like the lower two leaves look yellowed out, um, but the leaves set the leaf set right above it are still perfectly green. So don't act on what your lower leaves, um, you know, don't act drastically on what your bottom 10%. That's just old growth, if you will, and they're going to fade out. They're going to die. And when they're over 50% looking like crap, just pluck them off and throw them away. Now, the fact that he uh, has 30 days left on one plant, but... Um, only a couple he thought on this you don't want to put nitrogen that's 12 11, super high uh that's a vegetative nitrogen or not nitrogen guano as you were saying right um i don't know what though that's what's caused leaf curling man leaf curling uh, i've seen it with low humidity but humidity is good i've seen some plants do it the flow would do it on like three or four leaves to me and they never changed and then i'd remove them to see if any other leaves did it and then i was good so I'm kind of, I don't know about the canoeing. You said uh, overfeeding, you think? You know what? It could also be heat stress. Overfeeding, so let's just go over this. Overfeeding looks just like this. Go, guys, go take a look at this, and uh, you'll see that the leaves are turned up. Um, you know, the, the edges are turned up. I call it serrated. I, I don't know if that's really, you know, it reminds me of a pair of like serrated shears or, or scissors or something like that. But um, yeah, I don't know, though, because normally you'll see a burnt tip. You know, they'll turn up and then the tip will usually burn at the same time. And that's your one, two, you know, tell. Now, this will also happen due to heat stress. You can get that serrated tips due to heat stress. So if it's a little too hot in there, that will definitely do that. And it won't necessarily burn. Well, the yeah, tip. that's what just to, to patch you on the back soup. Clyde oh, Max, they're both yeah. kind of thinking a little too hot potentially. Um, you don't know. I don't know where those genetics are native to or whatever. He's saying 84 degrees is getting up there a little bit is what Soup is saying. Try try lowering it down. And then Undershade, he even said tacos. Mmm. <laughs> leaves are tacoing. Sounds like a, a meme. Hungry. But, um, yeah, so I think I'm agree with that. Uh, and what you saw in some of your leaves there, I saw it looked like maybe a little CalMeg deficiency maybe a little bit of nitrogen deficiency you could always try foliar spraying to help that out as well with a little bit of kelp um Man, we, or you know a little bit of optic foliar overgrow whatever but i want to get jake don't on. overreact what's I that i want to know what happens when if you put too much cow mag on you know or you know what's 
how easy is it to overdo it with the CalMag? Because I'm actually talking, you know, hanging out with my buddy. He's a beginning grower that's being coached by an expert grower. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm checking out his plants and whatnot. And it really does seem like they're hungry as hell for CalMag, man. If you put a bunch of CalMag in there, man, they really seem to swallow it up, or at least some of them do. So I'm kind of interested to see if there is a toxicity. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I've even heard of that where somebody's using too much. I'm sure there is. Over- I'm sure. How how close is it to you know how how many times the effective dose is the lethal dose? I guess is what I'm dealing with here. <laughs> yeah, either trying to overcorrect. Yeah, hey, only or, did a little. Uh, misdiagnose. All right, let's see. Let's take a quick break, man. Uh, ah, shit. No, we do one more grow talk question. Why the hell? Come on, not come on, come break? on. All right, DGC strain. That was a good question, actually, because the first time I grew the DGC, uh, I did not, I, I basically didn't do too bad with it. It was under Hordelux Blue the whole time, but then I miscured it. Like, I effed it up. I got into the bag the other day, and there was some little white mold here and there. Not oh. much. Like, shit. Never really took on the true attributes and smell. Second time I grew it under the Spectrum King, shared some with Van Ripster and some peeps, and it's getting better. Uh, better reviews, but I did not because I ran out of time. Keep the cut. So who? I don't know who. I know some people might still have it here. I think Straight Nugs actually might have one. But this question is: There any way to get a DGC strain out here in Cali? Really would be awesome. Do you know any any DGC in Cali that would have the strain? Huh? Let's think. Where did I get it from? Where did it get smuggled from, man? It got smuggled. It is from Cali, man. DGC strain was was invented in Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, Somebody, what? You know what? Go I'm ahead. not really. You know, I'll, I'll throw it out there. I don't want to out anybody. I don't know how public Costa Mesa Steve is, or I don't know if he had. You know, I'm sure he has some, but um, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what's going on. We put it out there on the show, and DGC, uh, you know, respond. Let's see what, what part of Cali, northern, southern. Comment on this. Uh, it's it's uh, dugros.com DGC stash. Stash, wow, I'm fucked up, man. What's that thing called? Dash. It's a dash. <laughs> DGC dash strain. And uh, I'm sure somebody will hook you up. We have plenty of DGC out in Southern California. What's that you smoked again? The distillate. Where did he get that from? You said it was a dispensary bar? I think they've been going to Verts. Verts is a kind of local dispensary right right in there. Dude, it's so awesome, man. It's like dispensaries are like pizza parlors now. Oh, there's like a good organic alternative. There's a good one downtown, but I just go to the dispensary by my house, you know, nice and close. So Verts is <laughs> the one by my house, and yeah, they got some crazy good shit, man. And they got love for the DGC and the Do Grow Show over there, so got love for them. Cool, cool. Well, let's do uh, executive. We're going to go to a break here, guys. We'll do a show announcement. Executive producer. Uh, unfortunately, the DGC event at Dr. J's uh, had to be canceled um, due to big loss. Dr. J lost one of his daughters due to an asthma attack uh, just a few days ago and obviously needs time to mourn, get shit figured out, and, you know, not, uh, not that the DGC hasn't been a good support so far, but. Uh, yeah, really big loss. Don't even really know what to say about it. But he did want to announce on the show um, that uh, that's what's going on. Yeah, what a bummer, man. I mean, I was, you know, really, I've got got a kid as well, a daughter, and it's just totally, man, it makes you think. I was sitting there actually on Facebook arguing politics with one of my buddies, just like, fuck you, this person's a douchebag. And he's like, well, this person's a douchebag. And we're just having fun. We really don't give a shit. Like, we could have swapped 
<laughs> swap sides and <laughs> we weren't giving a shit <laughs> we we're just having fun yeah. arguing and then uh but you know whatever we we're keeping it light and then all of a sudden i got that text from dr j and i was like holy shit man like what matters you know what matters in life certainly not this shit certainly not politics or you know your buddy's opinion on something personal or you know what i mean what matters is uh you know you you enjoy your family and let everybody know that you love them and you, you go live your life what matters man yeah life events and especially negative ones and the loss of loved ones really can make you think deep put shit in perspective uh and make you yeah like you said like why am i really worried about this right now but hey you know dr j is cool as fuck and he was a cool as fuck dad to her and that's you know you can't do anything more in life man so you know no eventually we'll get it repart or repartied repartied replanned anybody else out there want to have a dgc event sometime let's just try and coordinate some shit whether just meeting up or hanging out and all of our thoughts are with you dr j that being said we will go to break and uh come back with small growth talk oh man i gotta find uh all right now the pressure's on for me to find the, the appropriate break song all right <laughs> shit <laughs> hit it <laughs> They said not to do it, they said it was wrong But I know when you use it, you're breaking the law But it's still your best tool for breaking down walls Cannabis heroes are still something we need Real cannabis freedom is something to see You can hide it from the work and the PTA Cause cannabis plants can still put you away While you quietly smoke before work every day Stop oppressing good people for loving good weed Real cannabis freedom is something to see To be used as medicine is painfully clear It's what you believe but you still hold the fear And it's time for big changes now that everyone's here Cannabis heroes are still something we need The cannabis hero must speak for the weed You can start with yourself and come grow some with me all right, all right. That's Dr. J, man. My, my cannabis hero right there, man. There you go. Let me do a transition, like a completely, like, <laughs> just, <whatever. laughs> just for the hell of it. Just, just we'll do the, the funny transition. I was just sitting here sometimes. I got the, uh, on another little screen here, I got some of the news going on. And I just saw, just to, just to hopefully none of you guys did invest in the, um, the clown mask industry because Target, 
is halting all sales clown masks <laughs> amid creepy clown hysteria. So I just, I don't know if you guys know, and there's clown hysteria going on right now. Yeah, it's there is, man. People are weird these days. You know, can't, can't you still... Nothing's ever happened, though. It's like one of these weird... There's not like a specific instant. And then there are these weird videos popping up, like some guys that are afraid to leave their workshop at 3 a.m. because there's just a clown standing in the parking lot. And then they make it to their truck and run and get in. And then the clown comes back over and is holding a knife, but just standing there. Like, that shit wasn't homemade. Come on. First off, I mean, this shit, I don't believe... You know, man, I, I think I put this on... Uh, on social media recently, but it's my favorite tool lyric. And it says, all you see and hear on TV is a product waiting for your fat ass dirty dollar. And you got to remember that, man. This is all programming. Everything you see, whether in social media is very similar, but they're all just programming you, man. Whether it's programmed for fear, programmed to watch more TV, programmed to buy fucking plywood and board up your fucking windows, whatever, man. But it's programming for you to buy shit. Buy blue tarps? Yeah, buy blue tarps. So I I don't know, man. I don't pay attention to none of that shit. And if I see a fucking weird, creepy clown, man, with a knife, I'm going to fucking shoot him in the face, you know? (laughs) <laughs> my son asked me dad what would you do if there was a clown standing out in the court i'm like i don't know i'd go out and see if he could tell me a joke what do you want me yeah you know what i mean easy. but i'm saying if the motherfucker pulls a knife on asses? me it's fucking same way as if anybody else pulls a knife on me so it's so you're just like everybody else scotty it's worked you said when i see a creepy clown i'm gonna go shoot him in no the with face. a knife with a knife what if it's a rubber knife a rubber kn- a clown knife i don't like All clowns right. <laughs> okay okay moving on to grow talk uh let's see here all right please help part two number three dash subsection <laughs> c <laughs> so this is uh please help me part two and what do we got here a couple days scotty look at we got pictures yeah, here. yeah all right Again. at least i see nitrogen in these plants man they dark green the, picture, the pictures are showing uh, not the new growth, but the mid to lower growth. There are some damaged leaves, but when I zoomed in and looked at most, the, most of the newer growth looks okay to me, I believe. So let me read real quick. couple of days after my first pictures I submitted, now it's maybe easier to see on these pictures that the plants are getting worse and worse. I really appreciate all the answers and help. Just to recap, I'm watering in an EC about one. Which I don't know off the top of my head, but that's pretty, you know, that should be good. That shouldn't be a burning EC. And after I saw your um, ad- advice, I flushed my plants for a couple of days. My plants are getting worse now. It looks like it maybe could be nutrients burn on the top leaves, but in the middle of the plant, the burn is a lot worse. If it is burned, question mark. Can somebody say this definitely if it is burned or from a nutrient or something else? I don't see any burn on the top of these plants. Do you, Scott? No, it looks like nice nitrogen to me. Nice and green. I see some mid to lower leaves that are, uh, I don't know, not just don't look that great. But, uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, uh, to, again, not know your feed chart history. All right, hang on. I'm cruising like, through the uh, I'm cruising through the uh, comments here, and I'm seeing that he's running CO2. wonder what his CO2 is because if you have too much CO2, it can, uh, can screw up plants too. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's one of these guys. Again, I encourage you just so I don't, uh, I won't bore you. 
But there's eight comments on this dog. I can't get through all of them. Uh, as far as going over to dudegrows.com, neither commenting or reading what people are saying, it's is really good knowledge to try and diagnose. Sure. And, of course, uh, here's nutrient. soup killing it, man. I highly suggest top dressing some worm castings or high-quality compost and hitting it with some recharge. Whatever the issue is, castings, compost, and adding more biology will help get things back on track. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the problem. Sometimes you don't know if you got too much or too little. So best thing to do is you just start from scratch, which is you wash everything out and you start from scratch, you know? So it seems like he, he leached some, you know, he, he did that, right? You know, he, he, he yeah. leached a whole bunch of nutrient out of his soil, out of his soil. So now you got to put nutrient in, you know, from scratch. So what's his base nut? Does it, does it say? Um, I think it does in one of his comments here, but I'm not positive. Gotcha. Yeah. So a little bit of base newts. It looks like GA. Flora series, I think. Okay, here's the Flora series, I think. Huh. Interesting. It says, uh, every day it gets worse and worse and more leaves are getting worse. It's screwed. <laughs> the last thing I did two or three days ago was flushing with uh, GH Flora Clean uh, just till the water ran out of the pots. Okay, so, so now, okay, so now he did pull everything out of the soil, so now he's got to get everything back in there. Man, I don't know. I might go with a better newt than the three-part gh if you're doing soil this shit works for um works for rock wool pretty good works for deep water culture real good but i think there's better options he is in soil right yeah yeah he says he's got one tray with canna and the other uh with the old one with, with gh or something but man gotcha uh i don't know man we got to get people we got to get people on the uh the, the get the dgc journal guys can show us a picture of your journal or start we're gonna hopefully uh, um, say it go ahead and say it what start documenting some stuff i'm not even gonna say how on grow buddy oh, right you're gonna go set up okay. your grow buddy dude I, <laughs> I thought i was gonna catch shit i'm gonna talk about it on what's growing on but uh i hung up my led light i got set up my grow tent hung up my led light and fired it up put my bamboo and stuff under there and um but was expecting, I was like, yeah, after a year, I finally did and expected everybody to rag me out. And I can't remember who it was, but somebody was like, wow, I guess you win. You know what I mean? Because you got your LED light up before dude got his stuff on Grow Buddy. So congratulations. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was funny, damn it. Up and running, huh? Yeah, it's up and running, man. I'm actually going over to uh, set everything up. I'm doing just a hempy system, and I'm just going to grow. I got some bamboo plants here I'm going to grow, some herbs. I just miss growing stuff. All right, bamboo, huh? How are you going to smoke that, as you say? I got some things going on around here, man. Don't worry. But just in this particular tent, I have a 12-year-old, and so it's pretty interesting now. Like, even yesterday, she, you know, we had, she had her friends over, and they were, uh, you know, they saw the glowing coming out of the back house. And, it, you know, I think they were expecting to see something crazy, and it was just bamboo. They were, they were disappointed. You know, it was bamboo, and uh, <laughs> oh, what the heck else did I have in there? can't remember what, what else, but I've got about five or six different cool plants that I've been trying to hold on to. My miracle fruit plant. Got to have that, man. I guess. What kind of miracle does it do? It turns sour things sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to have that Yeah, for sure. we're going to have a taste tripping party, brah. All right. I'm talking with Fish Ganja Guy here. He's got a two-for-one question. Hey, fellas. Well, dude sounded pretty sad about the lack of grower questions on last Monday's <laughs> show. So here's two that I came up with, and he comes with some good ones. Um, one, while fish brings the dank, 
when does it best bring the dank? Do you guys use it through veg and flour or just flour or what do you think, man? I use it as a little source of nitrogen during flowering. Uh, I usually get plenty of nitrogen nitrogen during vegetative, but um, a lot of times when I switch over and in an early flowering, I'm like... Oh man, dude, these things have no nitrogen, or they have—they're uh, not taking much nitrogen. And this has been less since I've been, uh, been using canna because canna, I don't feel like I'm dropping the nitrogen. But um, uh, yeah, I use it—I don't know—up to week five, I would say, somewhere around there. And it is—it is a five-one-one. I use it sparingly as a once-a-week treat with the recharge, but I just think it does something where you're just getting a bunch of food sources for the for the microbes and. Uh, yeah, essentially for the plants. Or event- yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, so microbes will eat the, the fish as well, right? Yeah, they eat all that stuff. And, that, and like, you know, different microbes eat, you know, like a lot of them eat uh, sugars and whatnot. But things grow. You know, you put fish in the soil and then it grows and it'll feed sugars and it'll feed those carbohydrates. And then those are what the, what the uh, microbes eat. So it's kind of like a two-chain thing. Well, I like, I, I found another product just the other day that I haven't used in a while, but I've used before. And you said, like, you just, uh, I like to add a little ni- uh, blah, blah, nitrogen at different times in flowering, never too heavy. And if you get that Grow More's Fish and Kelp, it's the 511. This product, Surge from Roots Organics. Um, and I, this, is, this is one where I like what they've written on the label uh, it's a nutritional and microbial supplement. Um, and it's designed from the finest sustainably harvested and en- enzymatically processed marine protein materials. Now, what the hell is marine protein materials? Fish guts. Probably like bycatch. The, sh- I mean, the it, shit it, that it they smell- can't this put in a McDonald's smell- fish fillet. Yes, this this one smells uh, not bad at all. It almost smells like something like a, a seafood restaurant versus like the funky fish. Ooh, nice. um, and that goes in the addition of natural sugar, kelp, and humic acid. Um, creates a potent fusion of natural compounds to enhance distinctive qualities and flavor of your harvest. So what I do, since this one's a 2.5, pretty low on the MPK, like the other day I watered in all the way to getting a good runoff flush just this product. Because it was like, well, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna this watering. I really want to hit it with some fish. It's got a decent MPK. Right. It's got the uh, kelp in there and some humic. So I dig on this stuff. We got to get a hold of Roots Organics because I do like a couple of their products. See if they'd be willing to step it up and support the show a little. Hell yeah. More innovations, if you will. Uh, but check out Surge uh, potentially as a decent one that doesn't have the high nitrogen uh, for when you're using it. Because I remember, like, I'd use uh, if you're going to use the five one one like week five and week six, pretty good times. Use it at half rate. Just be careful with the nitrogen that's in there, and don't use it every watering. Um, otherwise, though, using fish on and off throughout the grow, like Scotty was saying, just to diversify your microbial food chain. Right. Food food chain, food buffet. <laughs> so, uh, okay, number two, to second part of the question, I usually keep my CO2 around 1,000 parts per million for the duration of my grow. Do you guys recommend different CO2 ranges for veg, flour, and flush? Love fish. <laughs> okay. So... I do recommend different. Uh, typically, I'm with you there at about a thousand. Uh, that'd be my average. I might pump it up a little during uh, what I'm calling like prime bloom or something in my non-scientific mind. I'm just feeling good about that. Right, right. Typically, though, I'm around a thousand, and if both of my bloom rooms are on the same schedule, and I'm lowering temperature for harvest, if I want to bring my you know 
my upper my max daytime temps to 68 for a few days try and bring on some color i'll lower my co2 too i'll bring it down to like 600 during towards the end uh, i just know the plant's uh, not doing as much and again this is all just i'm trying to mimic nature if it's not the, well nature's I, got a 300 you know 350 parts per million all you know really steady though but i want does it fluctuate with so i thought you know as as anything with the tides if it's cooler <laughs> outside i figure less shit's going on less things are being processed so i'm know. wondering if it is lower i don't know man. It, it ain't processing you know what i mean i mean it's what's there though i think it's pretty steady gotcha it's just my thought. I, I'm not a climatologist by any means. I have no idea. But yeah. There's not a damn thing wrong, though, with putting your gauge right at 800, your whole grow, and never touching it, man. Well, I would let's... probably run a little higher, but my tank lasts me about a week and a half now with both rooms running. I don't want to have to go to the store like every four days. Sure. But but let's review, you know, or let's, 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 let's set, do that. Let's set some, some standards <laughs> here, you know. At, I believe it's right around 15 to 1,900. It's kind of controversial, but I think it's, I think it's even more. I think it's right, right around 1,700 is the most amount that the plant can absorb. So you don't, you know, anything over that is a waste, and then you can actually cause toxic. I don't know about toxicity, but you, the plants can get hurt. I've gone in my room before. I thought I was doing a good job with tons of CO2, 18, 1,900 ppm, and it was going over on, in certain parts of the room and it was bad you know the, the plants look like shit they look all wilted uh they just didn't look good they look sick so there's a sweet spot i think the closer you can get to the top range you know i see those professional football players they're huffing on oxygen they're not huffing on you know 50 percent you know 20 the air is 20 something percent oxygen and they're huffing on a hundred percent they're not huffing on 50 percent or 70 percent they're huffing on a hundred percent oxygen that's because when they visit mile high stadium there's so much weed in the air from the city <laughs> man that late just like can't go to red rocks right can't even go to broncos games it's just all weed no okay but go ahead I, I, my point is though that if you're going to give your plant CO2, then you want to, you know, in theory, you would want to give them close to the maximum amount. So, in theory, 1500, 16, 1700 ppm, if you can really manage that, is going to give you the best performance. Now, dude, the amount of heat it's going to cause or the amount of, uh, you know, bottles you're going to use, all that stuff, the amount of effort it takes to keep it at 17 or 1900 ppm is, is ridiculous, you know? So, Dude, I keep mine at like 11, 1200. I can pretty much, my room sealed well enough where I can keep it at 1200 PPM. Uh, I don't even think, you know, 1500, if you're doing this to make money, you know, or you're doing this to pump out dank, then fuck yeah, I'd keep all my rooms running as, you know, close to 1500 as possible. And exactly what you said, dude, these plants uh, don't really do a lot at the end of flowering. They're slowing down. Yeah, they're packing on weight, but they're slowing down. You know, all that big photosynthesis is happening in, uh, in veg and in early flowering. So that's when I'd be cranking the CO2. That's when I think it's, yes, mo that's when I think it's most important anyhow. Yeah. Right on, man. Right on. Mo better. Well, uh... Mo better CO2. Mo better. Let's move on then. Let's move on to some more talk here. Number five. What do we got? What do we got here? Excuse me. Hold the inner. Come on, internet. Just gotta go up to the sky and God. Back. Verizon sucks. Comcast. <laughs> what was that? We got up. Did we ever play that? That Louis C.K. What is it called? Fuck Verizon or something like that. Louis C.K. Yes. Talks about the ridiculousness with people Ooh. and cell phones and flying. 
Yeah. No way in a Dude. steel tube going 600 miles an hour. All right. Dude, I can't. All right, I'm, I'm supposed to fly in a few days, man. I'm supposed to go down to Florida. And uh, I got to get a new cell phone. They ban. I got one of them new Note cell phones, and they banned it. I literally can't get on a plane with it because they explode. <laughs> interesting. It's interesting. Well, better, better new cell phone than exploding plane. I just got a new cell phone, man. <laughs> How many? <laughs> Shit, I think I could probably almost count on you know one and a half hands the amount of cell phones I've owned in all of my life. Yeah. You don't, you don't got a chance. I had the techno phone back in 92, homie. I had the brick. Dude, I still miss the Nextel shit, man. I don't remember where you could just beep and talk to people. That was dope. Made me feel like oh I my. was like walkie-talkie. That was the, the most annoying shit ever, man. Like, yes, everybody wants to hear your fucking conversation out loud, dude. Yes. Hey, dude, and Scotty, this is in from Shep. I was wondering... If you guys had any tips for running older land race strains indoors, I was gifted some 70s Panama Red Seeds Ooh, interesting. and 70s Mystery Girls, and I'm stoked to try them, but I hear they're difficult to run indoors. Should I keep them outdoors? Have you guys had any luck running these types of strains indoors, and is size generally an issue indoors with these? That's where I'm thinking the difficulty lies. Any input would be great. Thanks, guys. Growers love. Love the DGC. Well, Shep, I have Mystery Girls indoors all the time, and size is not a problem. You like that? I'm getting I'm getting creepy. <laughs> like, uh, like the Heavy Tea Grow show. We better stop, man. I want to get creepy. <laughs> anyway, so what you got? I know what I got. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit, man. Yep. Land, Put your moped in the garage, man. There you go. I got you. You guys got to be on your game, man. If you can grow these outdoors, if you live in a more of a tropical, humid type, warm environment, Shep, go for it. I would grow them outdoors. And if you don't, you know, if you can let them go, especially, uh, you know, you're going to want to keep in mind trying to support them, trellis them up. They're going to get tall as hell indoors. Man. Just keep your keep keep your training on. What's yeah, up? I was going to say, I knew like guys, I, I was growing in... I, in the 80s, I grew a couple plants, but in the early 90s, like 91, I was growing some shit, and there wasn't a lot of variety, at least where I was in Tallahassee, Florida. It was a lot of like 70s guys handing you down seeds and stuff like that, and I remember my buddy was growing uh, really dank, like Vietnamese, I remember he'd say that shit, and all sorts of Cambodian and all this shit I guess guys brought back from Southeast Asia when they were over there for the war, and um, it was dank shit. It was, there were like Indicas and things like that, and uh, even the Sativas. I mean, he had like true tie stick and whatnot, and he was able to control them. You know, he wouldn't grow them that big. He would grow them in like three to five gallon, you know, pots or buckets, and that was it. And uh, yeah, and he would grow a lot of them instead of a little, you know, instead of growing huge washing machines, you're not going to be able to grow a lot of these plants like a washing machine because they're going to want to bolt on you and take off. But um, you can grow them like a, uh, in a three or five gallon bucket and get, you know, a quarter pound off it, something like that. Yeah. And I suggest, you know, if you, depending on what your light or garden setup is, if I had, you know, if I could dedicate my one room, my one six hundred or my one thousand to one plant, if I'm gonna grow a big land race strain, I'm picturing I want a pretty good volume of uh, soil or soilless mix to be growing it in, and I would just see what it does. See what you can do with one in a fifteen to twenty gal container under a six hundred or a thousand, and then go. Uh, then you're like, okay, 
fuck that, or hell yeah, that was cool, let's do two of them, or, you know, it might, might be quite out of control, depending on how bad, you know, let's say it has, like, huge internodal stretching, and you just don't like, you know, the, the growth pattern, the yield, whatever, but it's fun to mess around, especially if you got some 70s mystery girls. Absolutely. So. I was talking to Van Ripster about all them 70s weed. He was telling me it looked ugly as shit, but it got you high as a motherfucker. Oh really? Yeah, he actually gave a little bit of a uh, a review. He 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 goes digging digging the ISS. That's the Island Sweet Skunk for the morning wake and bake. By the way, that's what some '70s bud looked like, color trim and all. So Island Sweet Skunk got the '70s review. Hell nice. Yeah, yeah you, you trim that shit like '70s bush. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. There's sugar leaf all over the place, <laughs> running a little loose. All right. Yeah, man. So, let's see here. We just did, what are we on, six here? I think I so. Do the mid- I think so. I see in front of me the mid-show sponsor shout-out. I'm going to give it to Real Growers, guys, realgrowers.com. In other words, recharge. Yes. If you want to recharge it up, recharge up your garden. Go uh, over to realgrowers.com. You can always order on Amazon, Amazon Prime, and a uh, great way to get it to you. Yeah, if y'all don't as know, well re- recharge my blend of soil microbes. Soil microbes with a bunch of food sources, some sugars, uh, some humic acids, and uh, kelp. It's all built, and the, the microbes are all grown on kelp. And uh, Mycorrhizal, bacteria, and trichoderma. Abs- Those would be the main stars, abs- right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's just a blend that I hooked up with a formulator, and uh, it's just really made my life easy. Ever since this shit came out, it allows me to be a quite a bit. I, ne- I didn't used to be this lazy and arrogant about growing because I used to really have to dial my shit in. And uh, once I started using microbes, it allowed me to back off a little bit. I feed the microbes. The microbes keep, you know, keep my plant fed, and it's more of like a once or twice a week thing that I got to do now is keep an eye on them a couple times a week. Uh, I don't have to go on there multiple times a day. So it really has changed the way I grow. If you haven't checked it out, you should. Recharge. Hell yeah. All right. Let's see. We got to talk about using some milk. Okay. Milk. For powdery mildew. Oh, lactobacillus, man. Recently read how rose farmers use milk as a foliar spray, a 1 to 7 or 1 to 9 ratio to control powdery mildew. Could this be used on cannabis pros and cons? Setting some records with 11 comments. Would you milk it up or what? Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've heard if in veg, definitely. Um, people do it all the time. can't remember. I think it was, right. I think Soup was telling me that his... Yeah, one of his family members is like a microbiologist, like a real deal microbiologist. I think he was telling me. I'd be surprised if Soup doesn't answer one of these questions because he was telling me about lactobacillus. Well, and, fr- we and had, from my uh, micro book, real man. quick, I have one fact about it: is lactobacillus. I think that it was in in the soil. And so this is this is this is a foliar application. But I was just reading in one of my micro books that in the soil, lactobacillus is broken down by microbes into IBA. You know, the, the the rooting hormone, IBA. That's fucking amazing, man. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not even sure if I fully understand. The the microbes eat it, and what they poop out is IBA. Does that help? Gotcha. Wow. Cool, cool. Well, uh, Clyde Bax gave some pros and cons real quick. Pros, it could help prevent powdery mildew. Inexpensive, not going to kill or put any it put you in the hospital if you ingest right. it. Cons, could provide a less than desirable smell to your flowers. Maybe less affected than chemical solutions. 
could cause you to miss out on some milk and Oreos later in the night if you run out. <laughs> so I wouldn't use it due to everything else <clears throat> that's out there. Um, and PM really, I mean, Optic Fuller has ATAC. Um, there's some different options for depending on if you're in veg or bloom. Uh, I'm not totally against the sulfur sulfur uh, sulfur burners oh, if you're not in bloom. I don't know. Uh, I've grown for many years never using a sulfur burner. I've never used one either. I just I've been tempted. I've even had one in my hands at home, ready to plug in. I was just like, yeah, no. But I can see it in a frustrating situation, potentially being apical to your garden. The Procure, um, I've heard they have the packets in different sizes that you can mix together. They're like, okay, this packet, if you put it in one gallon of water, brings that water to 100 ppm. Now, this is just shit I heard. You better double check. I heard you could spray it on your plants half rate, 50 ppm, spray the Pure Procure right on your plants. I'm not sure how far into flowering. This is something always when you're spraying anything, guys. Test it on a plant. Wait a light cycle before you go crazy. Uh, but there's um, plenty of options out there to where I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be milking it up either. I'm afraid to get that. That uh, I mean, but in an instant, you know, if you have your hydro stores 225 miles away, see some PM. Um, you know, miles will hit it up with that first. It depends how far whatever. away you are, man. And when if I'm in veg, you know, two months later when I harvest these things, there ain't gonna be no milk on there. You know, but, yeah. but, you know, it really depends. If I'm at week five, I'm probably not spraying milk on there. I'd probably just spray super high pH water or something like that. Soup says he would not use milk. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, use Soup, milk good comment. Garden. Thank you, brother. <laughs> well, All right, he so gave a better, he gave more. <laughs> I wasn't poking fun. He gave a great comment when it also said, I've heard good things about a homemade lactobacillus for PM control. I make it myself and use it in my IPM, and I haven't seen PM since. Um, really quick, man. That's a guy that's really IPM is integrated pest management. It means you're managing the pests. You're assuming that they're whether they're there or not. You're managing them. So homeboy spraying this. You know, he's uh, here. We go. Well, I'll, I'll finish. I don't have a science to back it up, but I really suspect occupying your plants with other microbes like EM1, homemade lacto, or products like DEM, natural mystic, help repel things like PM. Here is a lacto recipe. So if you go over to uh, Dude Grows Milk Powdery Mildew, you can get all these over on, what show is this, man? 308? Grow Talk 308. Just go over to 308. You can check all the questions. And, uh, you guys got the recipe there for uh, lacto? Yeah, lactobacillus serum. Uh, he says, I've also used green cure to control PM pretty effectively. It's made from potassium bicarbonate, which is the same thing that pH up is made of, which has been used in agriculture forever, and it's very safe. It's OMRI listed and seems safe to use in flour. So kind of interesting solutions there. You know, but I like the idea. Remember I used to spray recharge as a foliar back mm-hmm. back when I grew? <laughs> I'm fucking fully withdrawn from growing, man. I got I set up my tent <laughs> and I set up another place a couple days ago. And so I'm back, baby. But uh man, I was de- definitely withdrawn from it. So yeah, I, but I used to spray recharge. Did you have withdrawals? Um, grow withdrawals. Yeah, a little bit, man. I can't tell you that it doesn't <laughs> manifest itself. Like if you go look in, you know, I'd be buying groceries and I'd buy a palm tree at the grocery store. You know what I mean? I'd be, oh, I'm, I'm buying one of these, man. I'm buying one of these little trees just so I could buy, grow something. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about runoff then. Runoff PPMs, parts per million. You guys 
growing in soilless mixes, soil, whatever the hell. Sometimes it's nice to check out your runoff with your meter to see how hot it is. If everything's going great and you don't care, you don't have to, but it's a good way to check what's going yeah, on. Yeah, sure is. So old man old man John said hello again, dude and Scotty. I'm back it's not bugging you. First grow, I used General Organics and didn't really pay attention to a lot of things. Okay, it's not good. Which showed when my yield was tiny. This but grow, it's organic, brah. <laughs> Like I nature does it. Well, I mean, you can't you can't point your finger at organics to saying why his yield was tiny if that's what you're trying to insinuate at all. You know, organics yields suck, man. You got to synthetic it up, bro. Yeah, I got to phospho load that shit, man. Yeah, I got a buddy that's all growing right. these beautiful plants. We saw those really skinny leaves earlier, and he was saying the leaves should be fatter. I went over to my buddy's house, and I was like, holy fucking fatness, man. These leaves were huge. They're beautiful. So... But this guy's an upset, obsesses right. over it too. So, guess that's what you got to do. Well, he changed from his general organics to Canna A and B cocoa. Very easy. Uh, growing more, grow mores, silica, and calmag, biocozyme, seaweed extract, and amber humic, and jump starts. So there he's got yeah. it. As you say, that's the right nutrient. Meat and potatoes, right and then grow more additives. He says, I also use recharge and mammoth pea. I have two northern lights in week three of flower. And I'm feeding my plants pretty consistently at 800 ppm on a lark. I ppm'd my runoff. It's quite high, right around 1,200. I immediately thought that indicated a crazy degree of salt buildup, and I almost started flushing. And then I thought I should seek some expert advice before doing something really stupid just out of knee-jerk reaction. So the question is pretty straightforward. Flush, wait, quit feeding. Thanks again. At this point, I feel like I should be paying for two memberships. Thanks, old man, John. <laughs> uh, so, basically, uh, how are the plants? Say, look? Okay, how, week three. How do the plants look? Week three of flower. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't have pictures. Plants are looking I great. I wouldn't sweat it. At, it says oh. I wouldn't sweat it at all. Um, you know, and this is like Undershade was saying at the risk of sounding at the risk of sounding too hippie. What are your plants telling you? <laughs> so. I've had plants looking great that my meter would not even read the runoff. It's like over 2,000 right. ppm. Uh, yeah. More than likely, you're fine. 1,200 ain't that week. bad. 1,200 is right where you want to be sometimes. What, do you want to be 1,000, yeah, 1,200 hot? You don't need to do, um, you know, using those, the, the base that you have, you're not going to get like the salt built up of canna. You could probably run, you know, I've been running my whole grows now in Canna Cocoa. I don't use their A and B base, but I use, uh, I just got actually some of the Canna Zyme. But if you're not feeding super heavy and you're using the microbes you hear us talk so much about in this show, I'm not finding I need to flush as much or worry about, you know, because I'm not going to get super hot. I'm never watering in much over. 1,200 is probably the max I would reach barely on a couple waterings in prime blue. Right. Um, and if like Scotty was saying, if your plants look great, old man John, don't sweat it. I doubt they're burning at a, a runoff of twelve hundred ppm. No, that don't sound bad. Um, when you start freaking out, is when it when it goes off the register when it's over two thousand. Yeah, and if you want to, you but know, the one true. thing you got your bio bio cozyme. If you feel you're maybe getting a little tip burn or whatever, you could always. Eh, not, not, you don't even need to use that. You could just lighten up a little or do one plain watering. You know, when you think about how many times, like my plant right now needs to be watered every other day, just about. So it's like I, sometimes people like feel bad. I almost feel bad myself. It's like, man, I'm just gonna do a plain watering. I gotta put something in there, so then I'll put a little N Calmeg in there, and that's it. Um, but think how frequently you water in cocoa. Pretty usually, it's pretty frequent. 
So you can do plain water, and if you think, let them chill out, get a good amount of runoff, consider that a little bit of flush, but I think you are A-OK. Yeah, I think so, too. I think at 1,200 ppm, it's actually kind of where you want to be. Totally. Week three of flower, you could bring it up a little bit. All right, so where are we at? Runoff ppms, number eight. Ooh, this one has an and to it. Uh-oh. And. Oh, okay, yeah, I know where we're, I know where we're at. We, had a, we could tie this in. Uh, maybe I doubled this one up. There's more DGC cut here. So I wanted to remind people where to get the information, I believe. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm curious what the – AK Perpscarp907, what's up? I'm curious on what the DGC cut is and if I can find any seeds of it. Let's get it going up here in Alaska and see what we can do with it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um <laughs> I love this, man. <laughs> funny memes. I love these memes. <laughs> so the cut, man, the best way is just I put a link here in the show notes. If you go to dudegrows.com and you search Costa Mesa Steve or Costa search Costa Mesa, you'll find a link. Um, it's dudegrows.com forward slash grow more powders. And in this audio session, uh, Scotty and Costa Mesa Steve talk about the Grow More Powders and the DGC strain. I think you guys went into some of the you know genetics behind it, attributes, etc. What is it? It's uh, some kind of was it Phantom Cookies or something like? I can't remember what it is, man. But it's like Phantom Cookies or something by. No, I'm thinking that's Candyland. I'm fucking it up. I can't. I remember it's Super well, Silver Haze by something else, man. And it's just on the tip of my tongue. I'm fucking it up now. I apologize. Hear it from the source if you guys are interested. It's like dogrows.com forward slash grow more powders. 45 minutes of audio here. So I know you guys definitely discussed it and broke it down. And that's a good way for you guys to get the information. Man, there's different kind of growers. I was hanging out with my buddy, and he's a you know, pretty new grower, but he still he knows all the strains and all that shit and real technical about the lineage. And, man, I didn't like that, you know? I'm just like, cool, man. You give me a cut, I'll fucking grow it. Shit was dank. This shit sucked. <laughs> Whatever. This was donkey dick pot. This was cat piss pot. But I don't know, man. I just just me personally. I just, I'm not like a strain geek. Too much shit, man. That's too. I mean, that's like a whole. It's a whole nother world. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'll get into it maybe as I, you know, fuck. If I, you know, I guess I have stopped doing commercial, you know. But back in the day, I was just looking for good commercial strains, man. I was just looking to push weight. I wasn't really looking for, uh, you know. Oh, this one's an eight and a half on a scale from one to ten. This one's a nine. Okay, cool. You know, I'll take them. You know, this one's a 10, but it yields like shit. Nah, I probably don't need that one. You know, now you get into the boutique shit. It's nice. You know, you can just, and that's why the six plant rule sucks so bad. Why the fuck can't you have 35, you know, 36 plants, whatever you want to say, and uh, grow a bunch of different types of medicine with a bunch of different attributes? I mean, the shit takes three months to grow, you know? So, you know, that's my rant. <laughs> Right on. You can rant it on. You can have six different plants, six different genetics. Yeah, that's going to go awesome. You know, I'm going to be able to keep a mother <laughs> of that be, and be making six different nutrient amounts, uh, you know, six different nutrients. That's good. That'll work fun. Might be a little tough. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Got What's up, everybody? This is from uh, Nod, Nod Narb. Nod Narb. Nod Narb wrote in here. Right. I got some of my own notes, Scotty. You don't have to click on those if you just want to go to the original post. Yes, sir. He goes, 
What's up, everybody? I wrote in last week about DWC nightmares. I hate those kind. It's deep water culture. If you guys don't know, uh, for some reason, it was awesome hearing you guys talk about it. Probably because I've been a, long, a lone ranger for such a long time. So, anywho, he's got I recharged the canaline. He's got some kelp and a million dollars worth of newts I've been collecting <laughs> over the years. Nice. I hear you, man. That shit happens sometimes. You end up not using everything. It's like, damn, I have too many nutrients. Um, he says he's getting, he's getting excited to start. I transplanted all my clones to Coco, where they will stay until I get a better understanding of what to keep as mothers. I have a couple of questions in regards to Coco and Recharge. So I don't, you get to see if we can follow me on some of these sure. things or follow him. Coco and Hempy Buckets or Fabric Pots or a hybrid system. I'm a do-it-yourself kind of guy and saw the Hempy Bucket video Scotty posted a while ago. Intrigued me since I already have a bunch of buckets from uh, running DWC. So I used to run in soil using smart pots and understand the pros and cons of both. My idea is a hybrid of both. So this is where you got to try and visualize. I'm going to try and explain the thought in my head while stone from some green dragon from last night. So bear with me. Green dragon from last night. So. <laughs> Hey, I just so this is gonna take a uh, fi- five gallon bucket and cut it down so there's about five inches left on the bottom. Now, what does that mean exactly? Okay, it means you take a five gallon bucket and then you cut it right where there's about five inches left <laughs> on the bottom. I think I got it. So he's got a five inch tall five gallon bucket. Yes, basically. I'm okay. following you, he's sir. Gonna, he's gonna drill a hole two inches up, fill with perlite, and put a fabric pot on mm-hmm. top of it. Would you think this would be the best of both worlds, or would the fabric allow too um, allow too much air in and dry out the cocoa too fast? It's going. So, yeah, I've played with this before. I just put my fabric pot inside of like the you know my little hempy my big sixteen gallon you know rope tote hempy bucket type thing, and I didn't like it. I didn't think it, I was what I was trying to do was get it so I could rotate my plant around and move my plant around. But what happened was the uh, fabric pot started wicking up a lot of moisture, so my fabric pot was wet all the time, and then it grew algae on it or whatever the hell you know, it it started growing stuff on it, so it was kind of nasty. So I didn't really love that experiment. But don't you think you so his idea won't work, you're saying, because the fabric pot's going to stay too wet, the, even though it's... I think the fabric pot's what? going... Yeah, I think that I think from at least when I did it, the fabric pot wicked up some of the moisture and stayed really wet. Um, okay. You know, because it was sitting in two inches, of, you know, not sitting in, but uh, I had like this little... Uh, what do they call those things? Net pots. I had a little net pot sitting down there, kind of holding it off the bottom. But, uh-huh. but just I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, you know, man. I learned from you know Hempy in, a, in some forums. There were some original Hempy posts. It was just some dude that posted in the forums back in the day. And I remember he was saying, "Dude, I, I you know I'm so tired of people telling me this won't work or why it won't work. I can tell you it works, and I can tell you don't fuck with it too much. Don't modify it too much, or else it won't work." goes but with the right you know right at the hole at two inches and the perlite or whatever well that's what he said he goes or or is this a case of why fix what's not broken and in which case what would be a better system hempy or fabric so he goes he loves he loves spending time in the garden after a busy stressful Mm -hmm. day in the kitchen so i don't mind if i have to water every day except which we all have these for the really brutal days that i wish i could say fuck everything 
but still find myself working in the garden anyway. Hempy, <laughs> instead of there. watering, go in there and mix up a foliar. You know, do a foliar blend. Or, you know, go make sure that your reservoirs are spot on. You still got to keep your reservoirs going on. Hey, go in there and empty. You know, okay, man, uh, this, this reservoir is almost empty. I'm going to empty the rest of it out, the last little bit out, if you're looking for something to do. Or I'm going to fill it back up and I'll make, make some more. Or I'm going to do a recharge day once or twice a week. Recharge and fish. Recharge and you know, whatever, you know what I mean? You can certainly, it doesn't take all the work out of it. It just automates the watering. So you can, you know, was my, my buddy Chris used to say, take your best man off the hose, you know, meaning let him, let him do something else, man. You know? Oh, you are so, you are so like greenhouse agricultural talkish, man. Oh, all sorry, right, man. <laughs> I'm trying to go too deep on you. But for real, man, you ever, dude, I pay people, man. I got people making recharge and stuff like that. And I hate to see somebody doing dumb shit. I remember I used to see my, my worker at the, at the bamboo farm running back and forth with pots, you know, and I was like, uh, we have a tractor and a trailer, man. Load that shit and do a thousand of them at a time. You know, so I like efficiency. So if I see somebody standing there with a hose, you know, you know, you know or I have to stand there with a the hose making sure that a bucket doesn't overflow, that's not the most fun, challenging thing for me. I'm just holding a hose. You know, if I got to go and water, you know, 36 plants every day, you know, it's not the most challenging thing for me. I don't mind going there and evaluating them and looking at them and saying, oh, cool, I'm going to stake this one up today. Oh, give me my scissors. I'm going to trim this one today. Boy, this leaf ain't coming back. I'm going to, or man, this uh, top is really shading the rest of the plant. I'm going to cut these tops today. You know, I'm going to move this plant from here to there. But sitting there holding a hose or holding a watering can and refilling it 36 times every other day or every day, that don't really appeal to me that much. Yeah. Well, second question in a nutshell, he does a living DWC, living deep water culture using Heisenberg nice. tea, earthworm casting tea. He just wanted to know if uh, he could use recharge and comparable to that tea, recharge and earthworm castings and just brew it. Is he missing out on anything that he's getting from Heisenberg tea? I do not think uh, so. so. I, I'm not a Heisenberg tea guy, but I believe the captain hit this pretty thoroughly for us. Uh, there's a recharge versus Heisenberg tea article actually on, on the site. So uh, you can check that out. Cool. I did not even know yep, that. Yeah, there definitely is. The captain hit this real hard for us. So uh, you're welcome to go check cool. out that article. But I do believe that he was using it as a replacement. Yeah, just over on the dudegrows.com, go on the featured growers navigation, uh, and you can see the captain corner. Yes. Uh, all right. Because on that note, just to end it up, I've been trying to spread the love around my local hydro stores about recharge. Thank you. Anybody else that wants to do that, we will hook you up with free recharge if you get it at a hydro store. Um, he goes, one of them is interested in knowing more about it. Do you have a non-cannabis-related link with info? Yes, that would be realgrowers.com um, that I could give him next time. He goes, I'm in prohibition and all. We both know we grow. We, we both know we grow the dank, but never outright talk about it. Man, I've been there. <laughs> Thanks, dudes, and uh, stay stoned. Man, does that so suck? Right on, man. It sucks to just have like a lie between friends, you know? <laughs> this thin veiled lie. No. Yeah, totally. I'm using it for my roses. Way. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Just can't wait till that's I mean, over. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's over in Colorado as to where it's just like. Yeah, you smoke weed fucking your neighbors. I was smoking a joint. My neighbor showed up yesterday. I'm like, hello. Or a couple days ago, I'm like, hello. How are you? Yeah. You know, you're drinking a beer. I'm smoking a joint. You know, who gives a shit? 
yeah, I mean, I, I'm usually pretty completely adjusted, but I still, you know, an example would be I'm going to hang out after school today and take my daughter to the park to play with another friend, and the other friend's mother will be there. She smoke? So, you know, you always say every once in a while you get into this, go, oh, what do you do for Oh, what do you do? And I still feel people out a little bit before I just blatantly go, oh, man, I do a podcast three days a week, talk about growing the dank, going to grow some cannabis up in here. Uh, usually it's not a big deal. I just don't ever want to potentially... F with like one of my kids' friends' relationships. Sure, sure. Still some of those ultra conservative cannabis weirdos out there, if I can call them that. Uh, But I mean, come on. It's pretty easy to just, I don't say lie about, but not be so detailed about what you do. Oh, we we run some some businesses online, or I I wrap a soil biology product. You know, those are things. I do a podcast about soil biology with uh, tomatoes and peppers. Teach your soils alive. Yeah, man. This is in from the Mary Dankster. Ooh, this is going to be a little little debatable here. Uh, uh, is it hot? Uh, and sure enough, a little bit more Hempy Bucket talk, Yay. but there's some good shit in here. Hempy Buckets recharge an asthma coat? Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, okay. What do we got? He goes, what's up, dude? I use asthma coat over uh, my bamboo farm, man. And what's up, DGC homies? I've been listening to the show and browsing the forum for about a month, but became a full member today. Hell yeah. Hell Thank yeah, you. sir. And you guys want to join, hook it up through PayPal over on the, um, you can't miss it now. There's a big red thing that pops all hey. over the place that says support the DGC. Yeah, real quick, we're building a new site, so bear with us there. But the membership is going to get really awesome. We've actually been working with our whole team, which is a Pothead Assistant, Grow Guru, and our new web guy and the dude and I. And we really came up. What's the web guy? No co grow. No, no co grow, and but we've we've come up with some ideas that I think are really going to make the you know what we've what we've built here and all the grow talk questions and all that information and is a really valuable resource for the community. So I'm pretty psyched about it. Working out the details now, but really looking forward to it. And all y'all did that, man, and all y'all are continuing to do it with your support. So um, we're building something. If you want to be a part of it and you want to say I built that, come join us. Hell yeah. All right. So we got, um, sorry, the Mary Dankster. He says, I've been listening to the show and browsing the forum for about a month, and uh, my brother turned me on to the show, and now conversations have turned into the dude said this, or I think Scotty uses that. All right. <laughs> I have four grows under my belt, and I really enjoy trying different techniques and styles. I'm in a 4 by 4 tent for flower and a 2 by 4 for veg. Cool. This runs a 600 air-cooled HPS for flower and a T5 four-bulb in the veg tent. Sounds like a very typical, very good setup. I'm in a basement and temps stay in the 65 to 78 range year-round. Not too bad. You want a little bit warmer than that for veg, though. I mean, you can veg at 78, but if you want to pick pick up the pace, you can get a little warmer. Warm is easy. can filters. Can filters and oscillating fans providing ventilation and air movement. I've ran, I've run soil and deep water culture so far, and guys, I'm pulling my hair out <laughs> with this deep water culture, but still having fun learning. No major issues so far. I put my last two skunk number ones in flower two days ago, and saying goodbye to deep water culture forever. Hello, deep water culture reminds me of I had this buddy that bought one of these Subaru STIs, and he bought it from like slightly used. But like for like forty five thousand dollars, because like the guy just put like fifty or sixty, whatever. He put crazy amounts of money into the engine and shit. And that's what I think of when I think of uh, like like uh, deep water culture. You know, you've got all these parts. I remember this guy was like, "Oh, you can't just shut my car down, man." You know, 
you know, like he had to just let it idle for five minutes. It was like having a full-on race car, man. And that's what deep water culture is to me. It's like building a race car, like a drag racer. That bitch works, man. If everything's running and all the lines are clean and everything's fucking working properly, man, that shit works. You know, it fucking introduces a crazy amount of air into the root system. And if you have your temperatures dialed in, meaning you have water chillers, air conditioners, all that stuff, uh, you'll, you can really kill it. But it gives you no margin for error. You know what I'm saying? You get, you know, a little bit of slime buildup after a week in one of your air stones or you walk in, you trip over an air hose because there's like five air hoses. You know, there's just all air and water and recirculating. There's all sorts of lines. It looks like somebody hooked up to, to life support or something like that. You know, and it don't take long doing that where you look at this super complicated thing and then you look at your buddy tells you can of A and B in the smart pot. You know what I mean? And you see that going next to it that looks so fucking happy. It's like the difference between like some guy on you know, what the Rockefeller guy on his eighth artificial heart or his eighth heart replacement and, uh, you know, just somebody healthy sitting next to him. You know, it's like that kind of difference to me. So deep water culture is a super technical way, like a drunk on technology way to grow plants. Very unnatural. It works. But I don't fight Mother Nature, man. I like to go with her. Kind of try, try to use her for everything she's given me. Great analogies, Mr. Real. <laughs> All right. Awesome descriptions. So he says he'd like to try 100% perlite hempies. Now, why would you want to do that instead of having some cocoa and a layer? I mean, because he's from deep water culture. So he's thinking more air, the better. So I think what he's probably thinking is that, you know, uh, uh, perlite holds a bunch of air. It just doesn't hold much water. That was the problem. So yeah, I think you want cocoa up in yeah, that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I don't know um, how you do it because hempies are. It's a couple inches of perlite in the bottom. A hempy bucket, if you know, just to review, it's just a. We'll take a five gallon bucket. You can take any size container. You're basically poking a hole in it, right about two inches, that as an overflow. And, uh, you know, just a simple hempy, not daisy chained or anything like that. But you just take two inches of perlite, fill it up to that hole, and then just fill the rest up with cocoa core. Good quality, low salt cocoa core like can of cocoa. And then you just water it. You just water this thing and you'll notice it'll hold a couple inches. You water it till it, you know, pees out that hole. And then you'll know that... Uh, it's got a little bit, it does that dual root zone thing. Just the way Fish Ganja Guy was talking last week about the dual root zone and all the aquaponics guy, aquaponics Steve talks about dual root zone. That's what uh, you end up getting with a hempy and you get these really fine roots at the bottom and it grows just the same way, you know, uh, deep water culture grows awesome. You know, you're like, holy shit, this thing does, when it's working, it's working. Well, hempies are like that as well because they always have a little bit of water in the bottom. They're always sucking up water. So, they're a pretty aggressive growth rate. That's why I wish you'd try them, dude. You really would like them. They grow big plants. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you can still water, dude. He's going to, uh, he says, ditch the GH3 part in favor of Osmocote Plus. I followed a few grows online and read a ton, and I'd like to give it a shot. What's your opinion on Osmocote in a hempy? I enjoy hand watering, have lots of GH three part, Magic Cow, Liquid Carmen, Armor SI left over. I need a little shotgun love in my life, so I'd like to incorporate some recharge. Love you, Scatty. Into my grow as well, but I'm not sure how to put how 
too, in a perlite hempy. I'm just going to sit back and bathe in the golden sunlight of DGC membership. Feel the love and wait for some feedback. Nice. Love you, homies. Osmocote, if you guys right don't know, it's you, a time-released, what is it? It's a time-released encapsulated fertilizer. It's like these little balls. Yeah, I think it's, is it Scott's? Is that who does I don't know who does it, but it's a big company. And uh, yeah, it's this, it's a polymer coating. And I believe it's like a plastic. The way it was sold to me, I buy this stuff by the ton. The salesman come visit me uh, over at the farm and try to sell me tons and tons of this shit. So each one's trying to outdo itself. Now there's Nutricote and Nutricote is like a more advanced and it's this polymer and it's this plastic coating that the, it just breaks down according to time so no matter how much water you give that thing it can only break down a certain amount and release a certain amount of nutrients per 24 hours so you know for things like outdoor and whatnot uh, maybe not i don't i don't know anything about for edible crops that's the thing it does say flour and vegetable on it um which so at least they're making some sometimes i worry about heavy metals in these things I don't know. These this label has pictures of tomatoes and carrots good. and shit. Yeah, that's on what it. I'm saying. That yeah, I think it's good to go. Yeah, that that's the only thing I'm worried about. <laughs> I mean, this is the way a lot of things are grown with slow release granular fertilizer. I mean, it's the way a lot of tomatoes and peppers and just things like that are grown. Um, it just makes it very simple. You go and you sprinkle some of this time release. You have like a yeah, I do a 12-month time release for my bamboo, but I think most of them, the flower and vegetables, are like a three- or four-month time release. And uh, no, Grant. That's the problem, right. man. That's too long. I don't want I don't want shit in there that I'm going to lose control yeah. going into flowering at a certain point. Or I Good mean, luck leaching it, I'm too. I'm not saying it wouldn't. You're going to be, you're gonna be that? smoking that stuff because you're not going to be able to get it out of the – how are you going to get it out? You know, that's the reason we use liquid nutrients. It's a little bit of a pain in the ass, a little bit more expensive. going to flush my hempy bucket with 150 Doesn't gallons matter, of water. Doesn't matter, It's still going to be in there. You know what I mean? This stuff is made so that in Florida, when it rains for seven days straight because of hurricane, whatever, um, as long as this doesn't physically wash away, it's still going to be slowly releasing the amount. It doesn't matter if it rained for a half hour that day or if it rained for 24 hours that day. It's only going to release a certain amount of nutrients that day. So good luck trying to, you know, you lose any kind of control over flushing the nutrient out of the plant. You know, so I would expect to, this to affect your flavor in the end. Right I don't on. know. I mean, I'd, I've never used it, but I would just expect, you know, whatever. Try it, man. You know, whatever. I don't want to tell. <laughs> whatever. Just try it. I don't want to tell anybody like to it. try anything, man. But if you try it, I'd like to know. I'd like to know what you think of the flavor. I getting say sued don't try now, it. Man. I'm getting sued because I told Better. someone to try it. There you go. Better options if you want some, you know, things that are going to run as a good potential. Oh, I thought mix I already did Top it, dress, and like we said earlier, we I would not do your straight um, perlite hempy, but I have a cocoa ratio at least fifty fifty, if not more cocoa. Uh, uh, and then uh, I was just that? giving them the like once you're halfway down the mountain kind of speech. You know what I mean? Hey, go for it, man. You know, if it sucks, no big deal, man. You know, as opposed to like when you can still take the lift back down, bro. Yep. You might, yep. yeah, yep. bro. There might be better choices for you, man. Pick some grow or bloom guanos from over. Uh, I think either, like I've said, Aurora Innovations actually has some that do claim to be sustainably harvested, as well as non-harming to the bat environments, which I like. <laughs> you know, I don't want anybody coming up in my house and stealing all my shit, literally, and screwing up my home as well. Man, there uh, were literally so, wars over bat shit back in the day, man. Bat shit crazy. Yes. 
Yes. So there's some good inputs there because you're speaking of having something really easy. Another thing to potentially look at, don't have any experience, don't care about any of the politics there, Botanicare has a grow. It's called Gorilla Grow or Gorilla Bloom, I think. And that's supposed to be their one part. It was kind of geared towards outdoor growers or growers that just this is all they want to use. They have a top dress recipe on there. Botanicare? Um, and that's another. Oh, aren't yes, they owned by Botanicare. Donald Trump, man? And Hillary Clinton? Yes. The secret group that yes. controls the government? Completely. <laughs> Alex Jones was just talking about Botanicare. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you anyway. ever listen to that guy? I don't know if I get tolerated. I haven't in a long time. I should give him a go again, actually. Sometimes it's good. Other times it's hilarious, and sometimes it's Oh, bad. man, I was listening to Howard <laughs> so. Stern a couple of days ago, and he had this fake Jesse Ventura on, who is just, you know, Jesse Ventura is always about conspiracies, and this guy had a conspiracy for everything, and it was so fucking funny, man. I was laughing my ass off. Oh, I, yeah. Jesse has some. He's not own conspiracies. They're all true. They? <laughs> of course, man. Secretly perpetrated right. by the Metalon drug cartel. Of course, funded by the CEA. The CEA? CIA? <laughs> all right. One more break here, guys. We only got two more Grow Talk questions. Let's hit it up, Scotty. Yes, sir. Throw some jams in. As I say, we'll be right back. Check it all out at dudegrows.com. Check out the jams. I grew my sour tea behind a shed inside the neighbor's yard I grew that shit straight up with shotgun shells of recharge I'm rolling up at least 16 pounds of dank again If weed is money then I'm rich I don't care Just grow that shit and we don't care Recharge it and give your neighbors their share. Don't eat the whole brownie or you're gonna get too baked. If you eat the whole brownie, you're gonna get too baked. And if you get too baked, it'll fuck up.
see Dude, here. I'm just watching them rebuild the road out front, this ribbon of highway through the mountains. It's fucking beautiful, man. But uh reminds me, I knew this dude when I was younger. And I asked him what he did for a living. You know, I was, you know, in your in high school, and this guy was in his forties, and he drove a semi truck full of gasoline from Fort Lauderdale to Key West every single day and back. It took him exactly eight hours to do it. <laughs> I was like, I remember you could you about imagine that? that, man? That's a crazy job. I can't imagine some jobs. I mean, what if your job is, you know, speaking of whatever in that area. Your job is to go to this port that has hundreds of cargo ships come through every day, and you sit in a crane box. You climb up you to unload. that crane box, by the way. You unload and you load containers. That job is crazy badass, man. Over. Over again. Nothing's really changing. What are you going to do at work tomorrow? Um, <laughs> I could not handle that, man. The containers never stop coming. All right. So additional LED should we do this buddies malone um afternoon gents and fellow dgc members quick question i have an led panel and although i'm already running a new 1200 watt led in my tent like at 18 inches away i wonder if that's actual watts or whatever rated comparative hell yeah man. it's a lot of watts yeah, that reminds me of my I'm eq sh- i got in my new car man 360 watts bro per channel four channels i have shoved the spare mars hydro and vertically at the back, at least 12 inches away from the plants. Any danger of too much light? Starting to look like close encounters, close encounters of the third kind in there, but nice and bright. Sending you all good UK vibes, budsy. Oh, hey, you'll know if you get too much light. I've had it before, and you'll know it really pretty quick. Same thing like the too much CO2. Shit just goes bad. Yeah, just keep your eye on it, and uh, yeah, make sure you know your environment's good. You get the proper... You know, your plants are going to want to turbo a little bit more. Make sure you're on top of your watering schedule. If you're running CO2, that's good. And keep an eye on them. But 12 inches away on that LED for side lighting, I think you'll bring some nice, um, you know, some more weight out in those nugs. If you don't have any other issues, uh, go for it. Why not? I used to hang T5-8 bulbs on the walls. Right. Um, on a couple parts of my grow room. That always brought that brought out the sides more instead of pr- trim, uh, trimming them oh, away. Oh, man, I know people that so. really yielded that... Uh you know, we put like T5A bulbs underneath the plant shooting up. Under, oh, like mm-hmm. in, underneath yep, the like on, on the Rockwell oh. slabs or across the slabs or whatever they were using. I think they were using slabs back then. But yeah, and they just have them shooting back up. Pretty cool too. And I bet you that this is, so what does he have? He's got an LED panel, 1200 watt. I wonder if it's a different LED, like those Mars or those like Spider-Man lights. I wonder if that would give you a different uh, different spectrum. You know, than than whatever other LED you're using. I wonder if it's more of the same or if it's a little bit different. It'd be cool if it was a little bit different, complementary spectrums. It would be cool. Um, Yeah, diversifying the spectrum, even though I didn't do it this year. I mean, I have three or four different LED, like hang off your own cord sets uh, type lights that I used to hang around my 600 watt HPS. And I was like, screw it. I just want it nice and clean. I need to make a video, actually. I got a couple of videos I haven't uploaded lately so people can see what's going on in my grow. So nice. hit me up, DGC. Say, where the hell are some of the videos? You used to make videos all the time. Now you just talk on the <laughs> mic. All right. So Ain't nobody calling you lazy, go. dude. Where to buy quality seeds? Hello, dude and scouting DGC. Quick question. Where can I buy good quality seeds from online or in the Denver metro area? Or where can I get good clones in the metro area? Hmm. Seven comments. 
Let's do those real quick. AK Perpskirp907. He orders his seeds from Herbie's Head Shop. They always get here and are legit. As far as clones, I'm sure you can get the DGC cut somehow. Um, Undershade, Herbie's, Attitude Seed Bank, Crop King, all have good genetics and discreet shipping. Uh, so it goes, as for far as clones to buy in Denver. Now, I don't know um, if these are all wreck or matter what. The Green Solution, um, Lacantes, C-O-N-T-E-S, been there before. They have a clone bar. The Clone Store, I just called the Clone Store today. You can buy up to six clones recreationally from the Clone Store. And if you do buy all six, they end up being $18 each or 22 a clone if it's under six. That's pretty cool. Uh, make sure uh, it says, he goes, yeah, I agree with the undershade here. you got to be wary. No matter what they promise, you're picking up clones from anywhere. You want to thoroughly inspect it. A loop 30 times or more, preferably with the light. You want to spray it down with something, even if you don't see anything. You want to inspect the root zone if you can. And you want to keep it a little bit isolated from everything else for a few days at least. Some people do a full-on two weeks. And wear a condom, um, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wear a condom when you're handling it. Oh, shit. You can never be uh, too safe. So act- Actually, uh, I believe uh, Casey Jason uh, is coming in town, and we might try and check out. Not sure. Don't hold me to it, Casey, but try and check out uh, the clone store or something down here. I don't really need any genetics. I got some seeds I got to work on. I got uh, some other things we'll talk about tomorrow with what's going on in my grow, or Wednesday, I should say. But, uh, man, one more. Did we get an update, which we can do Wednesday? Do we have a final? I won't say final, but an update from... Uh, Mrs. or Mr. KDK. We did. We did. Mr. KDK is home. I don't you know, I think we should wait till Wednesday is what's growing on. Maybe we can get a okay. a uh an interview because I, I honestly wanted to wait a little bit as well. I kind of took the took the weekend off, man. I heard that news with Dr. Cool. Jan kind of What? You took the weekend off. Yeah, I just kind of you know, whatever. Just recharge my batteries, man. Absolutely. You got to <laughs> do that. No, totally. Um yeah, definitely. Especially, uh, man, all this heavy news, man, you know? Kind of do- doesn't make you want to get yappy and social. Yeah, I agree. I can get yappy and social, you know? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I think we got a show, Scotty. I think we have a show. Let's see here. Um, oh, I wanted to throw in there for buying quality seeds. I love growing marijuana. Dot com. I've uh, heard my brother Jude got some from there, and it was no issue. And it's a really good site, pretty informative grow over there, too, at I Love Growing Marijuana. I've got some decent genetics before from I don't know much about these guys at all. Like I said, I'm not a genetics dude, but um, this guy get hooked me up, a really generous guy, James Bean, over at Seeds Here Now. Uh, I think it's SeedsHereNow.com, but they used to do all the shows and stuff like that. So. You can check those guys out too. I know they're. I don't know much about them. I know that they were nice to me one day. That's about it. Cool. Well, uh, I'm gonna put it in the bag, man. Check out what's going on Wednesday. Check out everything over at DudeGrows.com. Get some grower questions in yourself over at DudeGrows.com. Just scroll down, commit, little commit, <laughs> <laughs> submit, click, submit your question. And uh, I've gotten a few emails, guys, about some people having a few issues with different things on the site. Um, I'm going to look into that. It's kind of in a transition point here. Like Scotty said, we got a goal of, uh, I believe, Thanksgiving, for whatever reason, to get the new site launched. Because it takes five weeks much. to do the work. And, you know, <laughs> it's actually in the works, though. I am uh, 
We have a guy hired here. I shouldn't say hired. Like I said, NoCo Grove. Been hanging. Met him in studio. It's nice to actually have, uh, no offense to our current uh, person that's helped us do a lot of site work from India, over in India, but it's nice to have a local cat too, man, that lives like, you know, actually come you sit down and be like, yeah, whatever. It's, you can take it, take it how you want, man. Take right. it how you want. And uh, but that's all I got. I'm out of here. I'm gonna start to ramble. You know how it goes. Oh, yeah. Peace out, guys. Grow to dank. Stay high. Hang out Wednesday for what's growing on. Absolutely. Take it easy, dude. Later.